Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Popexia Podcast. I'm nervous. <laughs> oh, don't be nervous, be fine. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell just happened? <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? <laughs> um, make sure you come back. We're gonna do this bi-weekly. So make sure you come back to talk to, to us more about you know, sex, drugs, and self-improvement. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, and happy Indigenous Peoples Day. Yay. So, yay. <laughs> and because, and you know, we had our first show on Indigenous Peoples Day. So that means it has been one year. <laughs> <laughs> We have not yet been burned at the stake, so that's awesome. Pretty close. <laughs> it might still happen, but, you know, so far so good. Um, <laughs> so we thought it would be fun to kind of, you know, reflect on the year. Um, as we move into the next one, apparently our calendar starts on Indigenous Peoples Day. As we don't should. care. Right. We don't care about that other one. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Julian calendar anyway. No, we really don't. So let's see, Carrie. What did you not get to do this past year that you wished you had? Um, honestly, I think my only goal for the past like couple of years has been going back to school. Um, and besides that attempt mid-COVID, which was stupid. But in my defense, COVID hadn't happened yet when I started. It kind of threw a wrench in things, didn't it? It really, really did. I think that's probably my biggest goal that I haven't yet accomplished. Gonna fucking do it. Someday. But Someday. And I haven't read as many books as I wanted to this year. You hadn't what? I'm sorry? I haven't read as many books as I wanted this year. Yeah. No, don't work on that. Work on that. I mean, I have found I'm able to get through a lot more books since I I switched to audiobooks, thankfully. I, yeah, same. I used to really enjoy like holding the book to be able to read it. But with COVID, like being unable to like go get books or like go to the library, I got out of the habit of reading a lot of books. But I really like audiobooks now because I can multitask. Right. That's my big thing is the multitasking I have. Managing my life has gotten a lot more difficult, a lot more labor intensive. So I just have not had time in the last several years to sit down and read a book, read like I want to, you know. So I, audiobooks are are saving me because I can listen while I do things. And so that helps a lot. What about you? Um, I don't know. What did I not do? I didn't really have a lot of, I didn't have a lot of goals for this year, honestly, except for my trip to Europe, which I got to do. Um, well, I guess one thing, and maybe it, maybe it's just because it was recent that I wanted to do was I missed a concert last week that I had been supposed to go to spring of 2020. And it was one of those got shut down because the COVID shutdowns. And it was rescheduled for this past weekend, and um, I missed it. Um, 
because my child decided to fake being sick, probably <laughs> to make sure I couldn't go or other reasons, but um, yeah, so I'm a little, so it's just stuff like that. <laughs> um, there's a lot of things, you know, a lot of little things that I, you know, wanted to do here and there that I couldn't do for similar reasons. So, what did you learn this year about the world? I think I relearned just how shitty it is. <laughs> I mean, I think I already, I already knew, but yeah, I have gotten increasingly just learned a lot more about just how shitty people are like with the right circumstances just right um i think i did learn too though that it, it's getting easier for me to let go of those people who are consistently taking much more than they give so i did get i did release a lot of negativity <laughs> out of my life in the past year um, in the form of not having those people who were, you know, dragging down. So that that's good. I did learn, like, positive things also. Like, not everybody. Good. Just like... The, <laughs> but the ones that aren't shitty are the best kind of people. <laughs> right. So... What do you wish you had known at the start of the year? This, you know, our calendar year. <laughs> at the beginning of our podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I think maybe just how, like, wild everything was going to be this year. I mean, like, all of the transitions and, like, crazy like news stories and like the furthering of how weird the world is and I'm never prepared to live through another like historical event <laughs> a lot of those in the last couple of years um I'm I'm over historical events I'm over. I don't want to do it anymore no not I at all like a normal like boring year where like nobody does anything but like work and sleep and like make cute dog videos that's all i want <laughs> cute dog videos you don't have a dog <laughs> but i like watching other people's dogs <laughs> so how have you changed over this year um i think i'm a lot more empathetic how you were I, all you were so <laughs> empathetic to start with <laughs> i i think just like because i'm i started like a new job recently and so having like the new like i've had three jobs total since this podcast started that seems dumb but that's it, a lot of change in one year <laughs> it is what it is but i think like between all of the jobs that i've had like they were all really hard jobs so I think I've learned a lot more to be, like, patient and, like, empathetic with people, if that makes sense. 
I have aged 10 years <laughs> this past year, I think. I am so, so tired. <laughs> I mean, in the past year, I have, let's see, I graduated school, so that's good. Oh, my God. Um, so I'm done with that. So that's great. Um, I also got a promotion at work. Um, thank you. Which is wonderful because... COVID effectively killed my my business, so I desperately needed that um, raise at my day job to make up the difference. So that that is good. I'm I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even have words. Like I, you know, I've started this um, homestead. I've got out here. I am now living on it. I wasn't I wasn't living on the property yet when we started this. Um, so I'm just, I'm hiding out in the woods and I'm just going, I have already started the rumor that um, there is a scary witch that lives in the woods so that everybody will leave me alone. Yes. Um, my son's father actually said he wanted to buy the property next door so he could put up a billboard that said something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? You really should do that because that would totally help because <laughs> he didn't know that I've been saying that. <laughs> Right, it would be ideal. I just need, um, but I think, you know, I'm just, uh, I, like I said, I feel, I feel a lot older <laughs> and I've, I, I, I'm ready to retire at this point. I'm like handing off. I have gotten a lot better at delegating and handing things off to the younger people. I don't have the energy to do the amount of community work that I had been doing. And I am definitely moving into my crone phase. <laughs> Crones are great, man. A lot of wisdom. Right? I'm just gonna like hang out in the woods with my buddy here and we're just gonna- Yes, as you um, Make our potions and be happy. So, <laughs> what have you overcome this year? Um, I went to my first pride. That was terrifying. Oh, that's right. I forgot this was your first. Religious trauma, you know. Yes, I forgot this was your first. But that was great, though, right? Fun, except for the night that I got super drunk and fell in the middle of the street. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like pride to me. It was great. It was a good time covered in glitter the whole month i don't yes. know what happened most of the days it's fine it's okay all the glitter all the glitter <laughs> but, uh, uh, I, I started seeing somebody new and it's not a shitty man which isn't very pride of me but you know what can you do <laughs> um and i would say that counts as overcoming too because that's a lot of anxiety and a lot of issues that you had to work through oh yeah to even be open to this so i think that's oh, yeah. definitely i think that definitely counts <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> and i think that's probably um not too be practicing medicine without a license here, but um, 
I think that's probably why your anxiety has been up this week because it's the decompression phase from that. You are absolutely correct. (laughs) Yeah. So it will even out. You will be okay. (laughs) And the more times you go through this, you know, of, I hate to say the word practice, but in a lot of ways it is like your, your brain is learning like, Oh, I, I did this. I was safe. And when next time you do this again, Oh, I was safe. And it stops having those overreactions or at least less. So. Yeah. It, it's been great. He's super, super great. He's very fun. Well, that's good. I don't want to answer this question. I should have I should have thrown this question out. Yeah. <laughs> <It's your turn. laughs> this is what I get for just pulling up a list and not because I was running late um, for filming time. I was already like five minutes late, so I just pulled this up. Um, what have I overcome this year? I have survived. <laughs> I am still alive. That's good. Uh, so I haven't. T- I have not talked about this on the podcast. I only just started tweeting about it on my personal account in the last um, few weeks. Um, My 14-year-old daughter has conduct disorder. With her in particular, conduct disorder is a very broad diagnosis um, based on behaviors. But so it can, some can grow out of it, you know, as they mature. Others, it turns into, okay, I shouldn't say it turns into, (laughs) it is, it manifests as as a um, personality disorder once they're grown, but they can't diagnose personality disorders until you are 18 because theoretically your personality is still forming. Um, But what we're looking at is, so she's been inpatient twice this year and also been discharged from two different therapists. Um, the consensus is we're looking at psychopathy. They just can't diagnose her as a psychopath until she turns 18. But she is almost 15. And I heard from multiple of those clinicians that she is the highest so psychopathy is a continuum and she is the highest on the scale they have seen including all the adults they have seen in their practice so and she refuses like the only thing that necessarily helps like you can't fix psychopathy you're you're born with things uh the brain is just different and there does seem to be a genetic component according to the research but the cognitive behavioral therapy can help them basically learn the rules of society, but they have to choose to follow them. Um, And she has reached a point where she refuses to participate in therapy. And so that's been maintained for about three years. And so they've all discharged her and said, without the therapy, there's no way to improve this. She's refusing to do the therapy. So it's just essentially inevitable at this point. Um, So in any event, Lots of things have happened, lots and I don't want to go into it. She's tried to poison me. It's a whole thing. So my house right now is basically like prison. I have to lock everything as I go in and out. And it's a, so I have, when I say I have survived, I'm not being hyperbolic. 
like this is literally I you know I've successfully managed to keep the other children say and myself safe so I think that's a lot it is I'm very happy that you're okay I'm very <laughs> proud of how you've handled the situation because that's a lot it, it, it's a lot and um, we don't, there's a lot we don't know and a lot, there's, there's not really a system built for this. Yeah. There's, um, I could only find two facilities that are actively doing research with quote unquote juvenile psychopaths, even though clinically they can't be called that yet, um, that are having positive results but they're both exclusively for boys because the numbers are just higher with yeah. boys. So there just isn't anything that you can do. Like they're literally telling us you just survive until they're old enough. You can get them out of your house. But then like, but then they're released on society. <laughs> like, just, it just blows my mind. Like how shitty the mental health services and like social services are in the u.s right like there's just no backing for it and it sucks like, there. yeah and it's it's terrible and and there's no system for like i understand there's limited options when you're dealing with something like this where it is you know the structure of their brain like we don't know how to completely rewire brains right like we, we just don't yet yeah. um but there's no system in place to help <laughs> like work around like there's no residential place that you can send them um she did spend um a, a couple months with what is apparently the best um program in the state for this issue and then they finally discharged her because that's what they said. That, um, if we're, you know, we're looking at psychopathy here and she's not willing to participate. So at this point, she's a liability. If we keep her here, she's got to go home. Um, so there's not there's not any options to then protect everybody else in the home. And what do you do when they go? Like I said, she's going to become an adult. And when, when the therapist looks at you and says she is on the chronology that is the hallmark of a serial killer. Yeah. And so then I realized like, okay, even if say I can emancipate her at 16 or maybe she may, maybe she stays around till she's 18. She's still got to go out into the world and what is what is that going to look like? Who, how many people is she going to hurt? I don't, there's no, I don't have any control over that, but I can't stop my brain from being concerned. Yeah. Cause whether or not she like stays until she's 18 or leaves when she's 16 or leaves whenever, like it's going to be like a forceful action on her part. Like she's going to go out into the world like forcefully and like, what do you do? Like, it's a tough situation and I wish there was like more resources for it, but it's, I feel like it's just so like uncommon that people don't think about it, especially for like women and girls. Like it's just not, 
thing like there's not very many like talked about female serial killers or female like psychopaths and the ones that are you know mm -hmm. um well i think and the what i you know i've talked to a few people in my life about this particularly people who you know are have contact with her <laughs> so that they understand <laughs> what you know when i say things that this is you know what it is you, when i you know <laughs> when i say no she's got to go some you know i've got to take her out of here whatever like don't question this because i have reasons um and it's people are very resistant to the idea that people can be born this way. Yeah. And so what you end up with is a lot of unsolicited advice about what punishments will teach them. <laughs> but the reality is the research shows punishment does not affect psychopaths. That portion of the brain literally does not light up on the MRI when that happens. Like it does, they don't ever make the connection to that. Oh, the you know, I got this punishment. I shouldn't do this again. It yeah. it doesn't happen. But that's everybody's apparently everybody's thought. Or I have had I had a friend here the other day. I was trying to explain the. Um, the, the um, level of narcissism that we were dealing with um, because they, they were trying to understand. I don't remember what started it. They were trying to understand one particular behavior. And so I was trying to explain that. And they literally looked at me and said, that sounds like where they're at developmentally. Like, no, a high level of, nar like that level of narcissism and believing you are entitled to everything all the time. Everyone else is on earth to serve you. And being incapable of empathy for any other human being is not normal teenage development. And I, if, if that's, you know, what your teenager is doing, I highly suggest you get them into therapy right now because that is absolutely not developmentally normal or appropriate. Yeah, no, that, that's so, you're like, what, like four or five, like when you start realizing other people have feelings and that you know, people do other things and you like start thinking about people's feelings. That's like when you're really yeah. between the ages of three and five is when that generally starts. And then it continues developing yeah. until what is it about eight ish or something like that. Um, yeah. Therapy if they think that's like, right. So uh, I, I think a lot of it is just people Partially, they're unaware because that was my dad's thing. He's like, I always thought it was how you were raised. But like, she's been here since she was five and we knew there were, you know, some issues when she moved in. But the issues we thought we were dealing with should have been correctable, right? And nothing has ever made any difference. And he's like, I don't understand. He was kind of bewildered. He's like, you mean people really are born with something wrong? with their brain like yeah just like you can be born with um you know different anomalies with your body it's the yeah. same thing with your brain and so i think there's just a resistance and and it's probably just our human desire to 
you know, have control over everything. We like to think that, <laughs> you know. Like, and I think a lot of it also comes from, like, the true crime community. Like, when we talk about serial killers that are psychopaths, like, a lot of times it's because, like, they had families that did do that. But like you said, there's, like, an idea of it being, like, genetic. So one of their parents was probably also like that or, like, some kind of, some other personality disorder. And so it just pushed it further. And there's also a difference between psychopaths and sociopaths. Yeah. And, you know, sociopaths aren't born that way. They are socialized that way, right? Things that happen to them, early trauma, um, attachment issues, those things. And I think that because that is more common, a lot of people get it very confused and think that's all of it. But, um, you know, and there does appear from the research to be they definitely there is a difference like they are born with a difference in their brain they haven't been able to identify like a specific gene or anything but i mean that would does tend to suggest there's probably a genetic component yeah um i think given the family history of this child in particular there is definitely most likely a genetic component. I've been looking at um, records the last two days and her mother um, and both of her mother's parents all seem to qualify as, as psychopaths according to both my experience with the ones I've had contact with and various Evaluations entered into public record via court um, cases. So I think there's definitely a strong argument for a genetic component here. Okay, yeah. I just from like the things that you've told me, like I would have to agree. And just from like having worked in like psych hospitals, um, I, yeah, I'd have to agree with you on all of it. So that's depressing. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, since we are beginning our new year, what, um, what do you want to do or accomplish in the next year? Give us something. I have two goals this week <laughs> that are going to be, okay. I'm going to start and keep up with. I am going to start going to the gym because I'm tired of feeling shitty all the time um and also I'm looking at online grad schools because I feel like that might be easier for me to do instead of like in-person ones with work I enjoyed online programs I those are my two goals this week because I've already missed the deadline for in-person for spring <sighs> or fall semester one of those but online schools are usually like year round for like different semesters so those are my two goals this week and for the rest do you, of the year. do you know what um like what degree program you're wanting to do my original thought was that i want to be a therapist but i've been looking at like master of social work and like a master's in sociology um because mm -hmm. you can do more with the social work and the sociology 
So I'm looking into those also. And um, I was looking at like Boston University today um, and they have like a really good program for sociology, so. Nice. I look at that. <laughs> Exciting. I am very excited. I want to go back to school so bad. <laughs> That's awesome. What about uh, you? Fuck, I don't know. What are my goals? To fucking learn TikTok for one so I can stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I can finally push it on there because people keep being like, you need you guys need to be on TikTok. I know. I'm sorry. I'm old. I'm slow. I, I, I'm out of excuses. I just haven't done it. <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And if you want to make sure you don't miss any of the uploads, be sure to turn on those notifications so you, uh, you will know as soon as those go up. Um, also, like us on social media at Hopoxia Podcast. Or uh, the easiest way is to go to our website, hopoxia.com. That's H-O-P-O-K-S-I-A.com. And the links to all the socials and all the podcast feeds are right there. And we just want to thank you all for sharing your time with us, hanging out with us. And we hope to um, spend more time with you in the future.